0: Lord we thank you for this evening service for those who've come for those who are watching and we thank you Lord that your word it it is powerful it is sharper than any two-edged sword it it will uh, strengthen us tonight it'll even affect our physical bodies bringing healing and health and well-being we thank you Lord it affects our souls it renews them and makes us uh, think as Christ thinks, for it gives us the mind of Christ. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, tonight I have a simple message, and uh, the, the title is a question. And the question is, why pray? Question mark. Why pray? And so we're going to talk a little bit about this amen. tonight. Very foundational. But I think it's so important to keep our prayer life going. You know, um, uh, there's so many references, uh, hundreds and hundreds of references to prayer in the Bible or asking, you know, asking God. And um, I think one of the special ones is you have not because you ask not. And so uh, we'll keep that in mind as we look at some of these tonight. Uh, I love Brother Hagen's book. If you haven't read it, The Art of Intercession, I think it's The Art of Prayer now. Uh, wonderful book and um, he starts out with a quote from John Wesley and uh, John Wesley said it seems God is limited by our prayer life can you think about limiting God Wow but John Wesley said it seems God is limited by our prayer life that he can do nothing for humanity Unless someone ask yeah. him, unless someone ask him, well, I'm going to be that someone. <laughs> How about you? I'm going to be that someone that asked him. Um, and, you know, others have, have quoted that and, and then said, we don't know why it's this way, but this, you know, it seems to be right. It seems that God is limited by our prayer life. Why is that so? Well, it sent Brother Hagan on a search to find out why that is so why our prayers or the lack thereof can limit god and that it seems like he can do nothing for us or for humanity unless someone asks him so he he decided he was going to search the scriptures to find out uh, uh what what was going on here so we're going to talk about that tonight you know we've heard people say god has everything under control he's running everything um But then, you know, if you look at the world and especially the last couple of years that we've been on the earth, you would say, well, everything's a pretty big mess right now, you know, uh, probably more messy than we've seen before. And so, you know, if he is, he's gotten stuff in a real pickle. Everything's, you know, kind of strange right now. But we know from the word that God is not ruling in this world. He is not ruling in this world. He is uh, not ruling on the earth. Now, thank God he will one day, but right now he's not. And so we're going to look at the scriptures and, and see a little bit about this in, in uh, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. Genesis 1, 26. Now, I know that's a bold statement because people, you know, I've heard them say it and it hadn't been that long ago. Well, God's, you know, in control. We just see what He wants to do, and He'll do whatever He wants to do. Well, one person said, if He could do anything He wanted to do, He would make you tithe. <laughs> and so, you know, He would make everybody get saved, and we could go home. All go home, right? If He just wanted to do anything He wanted to do, He would empty out all the hospitals because He's the healer, right? So we know that these are inaccurate statements uh, because the will of God is, is the word of God and we see the heart of God from his word. So what's going on? Well, let's look at verse uh, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 uh, in the uh, King James. It says, and God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And let them have dominion. Now look at that word, dominion, over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air. Uh, I love the fish of the sea. You know, if you go jump in the water, you don't have to be afraid, praise God, of the fish, even the big fish, even the shark type fish, <laughs> right? You have dominion, amen? And I'm, I'm a diver, I'm a scuba diver, so I, I take my authority when I go diving that nothing will hurt me under the water. Amen? In Jesus' name. And nothing has hurt me under the water. Praise God. But you have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth. Now look at that. That's a lot of dominion, isn't it? Over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Uh, Buddy Harrison used to say, you've got authority and dominion over creeps. Amen. So take authority over creepy people. Hallelujah. Amen. Got to love them, but you can take authority over them too. (laughs) Praise God. So we see here God gave Adam this dominion. He gave Adam this authority. And he said, take that authority. And then we know that Adam committed high treason and sold out to Satan. And then, according to 2 Corinthians 4, 4, Satan became the god of this world. Yeah. Little g, god of this world. Right. So the world system is being directed by Satan. And that's the reason things can be so messy. That's the reason things can be uh, so uh, chaotic is because he's loose. He's he's walking, running about in the world, seeking whom he may devour. So Satan became the god of this world. And until Adam's lease is up, Satan will rule in that world system. Now, I've got good news for us as Christians tonight. If we're born of the Spirit of God, born of God, then we have been given the power and dominion and authority back that Adam once had. Praise God. So that's the reason that the word says that we can live triumphant in this world, that we can live victorious in this life. Praise God. Um, And because we have the spirit of God in us, then we can supersede because, you know, the the devil doesn't, doesn't even compare to God. I mean, you know, the Bible says that the devil is under our feet. He's defeated through the blood of Jesus. And uh, thank God, even though he's roaming about, he can just roam right on by our households. Amen. We can take authority and um, have victory in our lives because of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So his will, God's will, can be done through the church, through the born-again believers. Amen. And we can rule and reign in this life through Jesus Christ.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. We can see then that, uh, you know, God is not ruling in this world system. The devil has that power now. But because of Jesus Christ, we have authority over the enemy, over Satan. Hallelujah. And all of his, all of his stuff, you know, sickness, poverty, lack, depression, anxiety, all the, the horrible bag of tricks that he has we have dominion and authority over that. If we're born again, everything that we've been born again from, we have authority over. Praise God. And uh, that's that's a tremendous amount of dominion and power. And we need to remember who we are in Christ. Now, without Him, we can't do anything. <laughs> without Him, we can't do anything. But with Him, the Bible says we can do all things. But that's amazing power, isn't it? So as, as, uh, in, in reference to this, uh, message tonight, we need to remember that we're the ones to bring forth the, the will of God in the earth. And one way we can do that is through prayer, is working with God as co-laborers through, in prayers, petitions, thanksgiving, through praise and worship, and then also, uh, intercession, intercession. Hallelujah. So uh Ephesians 2:2 says that Satan is the prince of the power of the air. John 12:31 says that Satan is the ruler of this world. So we have an enemy. We have uh an opposer, we have an adversary. And it's very clear who that is. It's not your mother-in-law. You know, it's not your it's not your next-door neighbor. It's not the uh, some political party. Your enemy, your adversary is the devil. The devil. And, you know, I grew up in a church where we didn't talk a lot about the devil. Um, in, in our minds, he was just a little, like a picture, like a cartoon, you know, with a red suit on and a pitchfork. And, and uh, up until probably I was 17 when the exorcist came out, and um, scared all of us in in my denomination It scared all of us to the point where our pastor and we had a huge church I was an attending church in Atlanta then we had a huge church uh, denominational church and we didn't we never heard anything about demons or or uh, the devil but that morning our pastor announced he was going to preach on the devil and demons on a special Sunday night service so of course we all go and he said it was real that there were demons, that there was a devil, and I don't know why you know we're so ignorant of the word, but the word is very clear about these things. So we learned that night that there were the uh, demonic activity, uh, people could be possessed uh, by devils. Imagine that! But the good news was uh, that we have the power to cast out the devil. Amen. Mark, Mark chapter 16. That's the first thing it says about believers is we can cast out devils. Amen. Do you believe it? You know, you we you know, pastoring for 40 years, you get different kind of calls. And I remember getting a call one time. Can you come dedicate our house? We just bought a new house, and you know, we want you to dedicate, cast the devil out. <laughs> and and we did. You know, that was fine. But really, you can cast the devil out of yeah. your own house. Amen? And I think it's more powerful because you're the one char- in charge there. Yeah. You know, you can pray over your house. Yeah. If you feel like there's things going on in there, you don't have to have somebody come over and put salt all over it or whatever people do think they going to ward off the devil. Use the name of Jesus and cast him out. Amen? Right. And he has to go. The Bible says, when you resist the devil, he will, flee. he will flee. He will flee. So if he's not fleeing, we're not resisting. Because if we resist him, uh, he will flee. Praise God. And that means he's scared of us. Do you know that? You don't have to be scared of the devil. He is scared of you. <laughs> I love that. Amen? we got the devil on the run. He's not running us down. We've got him on the run. And so we have power over all the power of the enemy, the Bible says. And every class of darkness that the Bible lists, all those rulers of the darkness of this world, principalities, powers, rulers of, of you know darkness, we have authority over all of them. Amen? And we can bind the devil, and the Bible says to bind him. In fact, in Matthew it says, whatever you bind on earth, shall be bound in heaven. That means in the the realm of the sphere around the earth where the enemy operates. And so you don't have to uh find somebody super super spiritual to do your work. You can pray and bind the devil. Amen. Yes. You have that authority. Jesus said you did. And then the Bible says, whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in the heavens. So if you loose the ministering spirits, you remember there's angels. And there's an innumerable amount of angels. So there is countless amounts of angels at your disposal that you can actually, through your voice of the word, speak and have them operate on your behalf. And uh, angels are pretty powerful. You know, again, growing up in a denominational church, we thought they were just little Victorian babies with little bitty wings. And we didn't know what they were really for except to put, you know, statues or put on furniture, <laughs> et cetera. But uh, angels are very powerful. If you read about angels, and I encourage you to, in the Word of God, you'll see where these uh, messengers uh, from God, or very powerful, and also, of course, uh, fault uh, and fight yeah. against demonic activity at, at the voice of your word as you pray and commission this. So um, I, you know, encourage you again to um, use your voice and remember who you are in Christ. Amen. And when you sense something that's weird. That, you know, a friend of mine said, Scarlett, if it feels weird, it is weird. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I thought, that's so good. If, if some situation seems strange, it yeah. usually is strange. And, but you have authority over the enemy and you don't have to scream and shout. Amen. Yeah. Jesus did go into convulsions and scream and shout when he was casting the devil. He just said, go. And um, and we can do the same thing, praise God, even under our breath if we need to. We don't have to put up with the enemy's power. And so uh, we have power over the enemy. Okay. So, uh, praise God. Now, in, in relationship, again, getting back to our uh, subject tonight in prayer, uh, let's look at 1 John 5.14, 1 John 5.14. And when we when we see something that's not the will of God, first John five fourteen, then we can uh uh set the this the thing back into motion into the, the will of God yes. through prayer. Um I think I said this last time I preached, but it's it's bears repeating. A friend of mine said, start all your prayers with Father, you said. Father, you said. Amen. So know the scriptures that uh you need to to pray. Know if you need healing or someone needs healing and that's close to you, you know, go through some of the scriptures. It's easy to Google now, very easy at your disposal. Google scriptures on healing. And go through those scriptures and and find one that stands out to you, that speaks to you. Uh, there's so many of them, but if one of them just jumps out and, and you think, golly, that's so good, then start praying that over yourself or start praying that over your friend. And um, say, Father, you said it is your will by his stripes. I am healed. I was healed. Healing is for me. Um and begin to pray and then to declare those things and then thank God for them. Amen. Uh, first John five, the Bible says here in verse four, uh, fourteen. And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So the, the important thing here is to know what his will is. <laughs> you gotta know what his will is. Now, what if you don't know His will? Well, ask Him. Amen? Ask Him, what's your will, Father? What is your will for this situation? And you'll be surprised how He'll answer you and tell you what His will is. And so then you pray according to His will. Now, notice here, even though He has a will, it doesn't mean that it's automatically done. We have to ask. Do you see that? Yes. We have to ask according to His will. He hears us, and if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. Again, we have to vocalize these things. The spoken word is so powerful. Their words that we speak are so powerful. The Bible talks about the power of the tongue. Speaking words of life, and how important it is to choose life with your tongue. Choose uh, life words to speak, and when you pray according to His will, your words are going, which are God's words because that's His will. They're going into the atmosphere. They're going and they're penetrating things. They're making things happen and setting things in order that it might be chaotic. Um, they're, you know, they're coming back into line with God's word and His will. I think about Jesus being out on the boat uh, when there was a horrible storm. He's asleep, and you remember His disciples were very fearful and care not that we're perishing here, you know. And so He woke up, and He, it, and the Bible says it was a great storm. But when He spoke, peace, be still. Yeah. There was a great calm. A great storm turned into a great calm because of words that were spoken. And not a whole lot of words. You know, I think sometimes we think prayer has to last an hour. But it doesn't have to last that long. Really, I think the more revelation you have of the grace of God and the righteousness of God who who you are, your prayers kind of get shorter and shorter. Because you know the dominion and the authority that you have in Christ and it doesn't uh it it doesn't Help to just beg or plead or, or like the Bible says, vain reputate, repetition. You know, that does nothing in, in the spirit realm. It's the power that's released in your words that you know, uh, is the will of God that is going to make the difference. So we ask according to His will and we know when He hears us and He hears, He hears His will spoken. That's what He hears. His will. Amen. And, you know, you think, well, why does it have to be his will and not my will? Let me tell you something about God's will. God's will is good. Yeah. His will is good. The Bible says it's good. Yeah. It's perfect. It's acceptable. Amen. That's the will of God. Good, perfect, acceptable. So I don't know about you, but our will isn't always so good. <laughs> you know, our will can be not really sometimes bad. Have you ever thought bad thought, thoughts about a person or what they really deserve or, you know, if they've made you angry? Well, you know, I think God should do this to them or do that, you know. And, and if you pray that way, you're really praying kind of witchcraft prayers yeah. because it, that's not God's will. And, um, you know, even the most evil person on the earth, if you pray for them, God's will... Just think about the most evil person you know. If they got born again and filled with the Holy Ghost, just think. What would, what could happen as far as their influence and, um, and, and the goodness of God showing up in their life and the testimony. Amen. So the best thing that could happen in the most horrible person is for them to receive the Lord. Well, how are they going to receive if you're not praying for them? Amen. How are they going to receive God's will if we haven't lifted them up in prayer? And I believe that's why uh, God said, pray without ceasing. Amen? I believe that's why Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. I think that's why uh, God, or, or Jesus said, pray for your enemies. Amen? Because if you pray the will of God, good is going to happen. Amen? Amen? Good things are going to happen when we pray the will of God. So I think that's why he continually says, according to my will. According to my will. Amen. Amen. And then the last thing I'll reference here is, if you abide in me and I abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Again, that uh, solid connection between you and the Lord, abiding in Him, His words abiding in you, when you have his word on it, you're in one accord with him. Amen. When I'm, uh, you know, when speak, when I'm speaking for David in a situation, if David asked, has asked me to talk to someone, I, I tell them what he says. I, I try not to add to or subtract from that. I just try to make it plain what he desires, what his will is for that situation. And so, um, when we're talking, uh, you know, to God about others, we need to, to, to talk to Him about His will for them. And, uh, and, and, and we have an out here because Roman says that if we don't know what the will of God is, we can pray in the Spirit and we're praying the perfect will of God. So that, that's our out. If we don't know English words to say or whatever language you speak, um, we can speak in the in the holy ghost we can speak in tongues and pray according to his will according to his word yeah. and right here it says if we pray according to his will he doesn't hear us he might hear us he might be you know busy no he's hearing what we're saying he hears his will amen and it's good say it's good it's good let me i want i want you to look at romans so because i want you to See that before we go. Romans chapter 8 and verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And we know that means that those words cannot be made in articulate language or in our own language. So the Spirit of God is praying through us. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to what? The will of God. The will of God. And and that's a reason that all of us should be filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues because, and that's why the devil hates it, because we are praying the perfect will of God and he hears our prayers and he answers those petitions that we desire of him amen can you see that so speaking in tongues is not just for the pentecostal churches it's for the whole body of christ amen it's for everybody that's born again child adult senior it doesn't matter what your age is praise god i love my my friend that um, went on to be with the lord this summer i said uh candace when did you get filled with the holy ghost and she said, I think I was around three or four years old. <laughs> I thought, oh my gosh, that's so beautiful, isn't it? Um, to be able to speak in tongues at such a young age to ask to be filled. So you don't have to know a whole lot about every scripture in the Bible. You just simply ask to be filled and then you can be uh, speak in other tongues. Amen? Um, so I taught my children. I said, well, you know, if you can say mama and dad and... Whatever, you can speak in tongues, praise God. <laughs> so I just taught them you know, that that was a prayer that we needed to pray. And right. before long, they were both speaking in tongues at a very young age. Amen? Amen? So hallelujah, God's made a way for us to pray. And we need to be prayers. We need to pray in English. We need to pray in the Holy Ghost. And let God show His goodness um, as we ask Him. To pray and, and in prayer for other people and for ourselves too. Amen. In fact, let me encourage you. Don't feel badly about praying for yourself. Uh, you know, I learned a long time ago, it's good not to depend on other people to pray for me um, because sometimes they forget. <laughs> sometimes they might be tired or they might not feel like praying for me. So I have learned that it's really good to pray for yourself. It's not selfishness. It's praying the will of God for your life as well. So don't feel bad about praying. Lift your, put your name in the Ephesians prayers and the Philippians prayers and the Colossians prayers and put your name in 1 Corinthians 13. Amen. And, and pray those prayers for yourself. And I believe you'll see the goodness of God too. Amen. Yeah. All right. Well, let's pray a little bit here. Just take a, a couple of minutes and We've talked about it, so maybe this would be a good time to spend a, a minute or two in prayer. Father, we just thank You for Your love, for Your goodness, that Your will is good, it's acceptable, it's perfect. And we thank You, Father, tonight as we've been encouraged to pray that we'll talk to You more often, that if we've been caught up in busyness or the things in, of this life, uh, that we will remember You, and remember that peace comes from you. As we let our requests be made known unto God, the peace of God, it ministers, it keeps our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And so tonight, I pray for everyone listening. I thank you, Father, for their lives. I thank you. Your glory rests heavily upon them. I thank you, Father, that your love abides in them. That the peace of God abides in them. And the joy of the Lord is their strength tonight. I thank you, Lord God, for healing for anyone who needs healing in their physical bodies right now in Jesus' name. We thank you for help springing forth in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. If people have been tormented by the enemy, I bind Satan in Jesus' name. I bind demons in Jesus' name and I cast them out. And I thank You, Lord, for the liberty of the Spirit of God moving on people's lives, the freedom of the Holy Ghost. And I thank You, Lord God. Thank You, Lord God, for it. I thank You, Lord, for Your Holy Spirit resting heavily upon us tonight. The glory of the Lord. Hallelujah, the glory of the Lord. Thank You, Father, for Your presence. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory to you, Lord Jesus. We praise you, Father. We praise you, Lord. As we wait in your presence, Lord, we thank you for the peace that passes all understanding. Thank you, Father.